Welcome to the 11th episode of Across the Middle Podcast, and boy, do we have a special one for you. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Hoove. It is a pleasure. Are we only on 11th episode? I know. I feel like we've been doing this for years, baby. Yeah, it sure feels like it after all these (laughs) recordings. (laughs) What recordings? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Let's get it. What is today's episode about? Today's episode, we're doing Community Mock Draft, and although our fa- our friend base is, is pretty deep, uh, we don't have 32 friends of 32 teams, so we did have to fill in a little bit through this, but overall, we this was a, a ton of fun, and what we did is we called upon our, our closest friends to pick for some teams and uh, got their opinion of who they would take for this draft tomorrow, and it was great. Uh, I had a ton of fun recording. How about you? Yeah, I had a blast uh, recording with everyone. I think that was the best part of it. I mean, the idea behind the pod was, was good, but uh, being able to catch up with uh, a lot of friends was probably the best part of it. Yeah. And let me say there are a lot of people who are damn good at this, um, (laughs) which tells me that, that they could fill our spots anytime we need them to. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's okay if we start going on vacations again, is what you're saying? Sure. Yeah, we'll have some fill-ins. Yeah, we'll all fill-ins. of our all of our millions of subscribers will not be completely let down. We'll, we'll have somebody <laughs> to fill our void. Uh, well, why don't you give a special thanks to some of the key participants here, and um, some of them are obviously my friends. So I'll correct some names in, in case you miss any. Oh, we're going to we're going to hit the nail on the head here. No, sure. um, just want to give a special shout out to all the people who came on the pod and helped mm-hmm. us out with making these picks and giving us a little bit of their time. So from the top, working down from pick number one to 32, uh, Jimmy Gallagher, Nudes, Luke McBride, Clay, Jesse Tarble, Reagan Smythe, Ethan, Jake Kinnear, Stephen McGinley. Ian Moore, Matt Hopkins, Jim Butts, Jordan Lustick, Matt Pichacudo, Ben Suva. I I almost did. I had to look away (laughs) from the name into my like, this is the correct pronunciation. Uh, Mike Taylor, Rick Carlson, Charles Berry, Joey Caladari, Fire Truck, Andrew Coates. Chris Cravata, Ryan Duggan, Eric Rafino, Chuck, well, hi, Cravata, Ben Groves. You nailed it. Seriously, thank you all for participating. It, is, uh, it was hands down the best part of, of doing this whole podcast experience is chatting with you all, getting feedback on this. So truly appreciate it and uh, hope you all like the show. Thank you so much. Yep, I I agree. Couldn't have been done without you guys. So without further ado, here we go. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Oh, my God, you got me nervous. I thought you were going to pick somebody else. I was like, what? (laughs) No, Trevor Lawrence. has been set, set in stone since day one. Oh, yeah. For years. Since last year, I was like, this guy's going to go top 
top of the board, easy, best best player in a very 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 long time. Um, yeah, you should then, you should see my uh, my Jags group text. It's it's going pretty insane this morning. Uh, AC summed it up perfectly. Said, "Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you guys. Oh, for for the listeners, we're recording this uh, day of the draft, so we Jim's beyond excited for uh, the first day of the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to thank a few people, if I might. Sure, go for it. You have okay. the floor. First, I'd like to thank uh, my mother for, for blessing me with the patience that I've had <laughs> um, to endure over the past 30 years. Um, I'd next like to, to thank uh, Jesus. Yeah, um, got to get like him to thank, Of course. I'd like to thank um, Trevor's mother and father, who have raised an incredible young man who will be the face of the franchise for the next 20 years. And lastly, I would love to thank the entire New York Jets organization. Oh, God. Uh, the Jets. Without Jets you guys, we, we, couldn't, we wouldn't be here today. Uh, well, there you have it. Trevor, board, Tre- Trevor Lawrence is off the board, and uh, I'm excited to watch tonight with you, Jim. Duval. With the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. Why? Why Zach Wilson? Love the pick, though. I do. Why Zach Wilson? I mean, the guy has a rifle arm. He is somewhat mobile. I know a lot of people feel like Justin Fields should be the pick, but I think um, the Jets, they they fell in love with him at his pro day and with Mm -hmm. the stellar year that he had. I know uh, a lot of people feel like he didn't have uh, the stiffest competition um, that he was playing against, but I think they feel like he has all the intangibles, the arm strength, the accuracy, mobility and uh i think they feel like they're they're making the right pick and uh, i think they trust in uh joe douglas and the new regime i think michael floor can make the most out of him and yeah. i think it was time to move on from sam donald bye-bye donald well welcome to the uh the new york football jets zach wilson as a, a Patriots gonna... fan, i'm a, i'm a little concerned because i think he's going to be good well, we hope so. <laughs> well, thanks for joining. We hope that we can we can we hope that we can make the most out of them. You, I hope you all don't. <laughs> 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 thanks for joining, Noodle. It was nice to chat with you, and uh, we'll see you draft day. And with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Justin Fields. Oh, I love it. I love the pick. The first Buckeye off the board. Uh, why did you think he was a good fit for the 49ers? I just think that his overall athleticism, his quick reaction times, and his drive to win, to do whatever it takes, uh, really make him stand out. Yeah, I I watched, obviously, all of his games as a Buckeye, and uh He's my favorite Ohio State quarterback uh, 
since I've been watching football. So wow. since, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he's really special. Yeah, I think he's going to be great. I think uh, he has some... He has some really nice traits. I think his accuracy might be the best in the draft. Um, if if uh, one of the other two quarterbacks that were already taken were still on the board, would you have taken one of them? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't think you're alone in that. I think uh, I think that's the majority. But thank they're you all, so much for doing. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say they're all good picks, but yeah, and we don't we don't yet know who's gonna work out, but. Um, I love the pick. Go Buckeyes. And uh, if that is the case, I will probably be a 49ers fan with you here oh, shortly, Luke. So Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for doing it. Sure. Yep. With the fourth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. Oh, man. Some are saying the best player on offense, aside from Trevor Lawrence in the draft. Uh, right. Love the selection. What? Why Kyle Pitts, though? Well, just the way that you said it. I mean, in my mind, you've got Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase as kind of the two best overall players that aren't Trevor Lawrence um, when you're talking about talent. And I think Kyle Pitts is a guy that, you know, Atlanta Falcons, they've got a new head coach, new offensive coordinator. It's kind of a pick that you can't go wrong with, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and if they do decide to keep the pick, Kyle Pitts is a guy they can build around even uh, if his talent really shines through in the NFL like it should for many, many years to come. So that's that's the way I see it. I, uh, I, I said last episode that there are three generational players in this draft, in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts being the third. So I, I think it's a great pick for the Falcons. They need a they try to address the need with Hurst last uh, season in a trade. Um, but let me ask you about a, a trade uh, possibility because Denver, although they acquired Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I think still are interested in trading up if Justin Fields falls. I know the Patriots are also interested. Would you uh, be more interested in that, or are you more interested in uh, acquiring Kyle Pitts? See, this is a funny question for me because personally I'm a, a Broncos diehard fan. And so, Oh, you are the, right. Yeah. So the addition of Teddy Bridgewater today was something I had definitely had on the radar. Something I was probably like, yeah, I could see that happening. Probably. I mean, expected it on draft day, if anything, but is a great addition, but definitely yeah. am not ruling the fact that they will I feel like, most likely go with a quarterback still. I mean, they've got they've got some great corners that they could go with at nine if they want to. But uh, mm -hmm. in my I don't see Denver wanting to trade up anymore, um, but rather letting a quarterback fall to them. Uh, I think with adding with adding Bridgewater, if a guy like um, I guess if Trey Lance were to fall, I think that that would be a perfect way to get him into the organization if they wanted to. Um, Teddy Bridgewater have someone to play this year, start him, be be done with the Drew Locke. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've been going for the past two years and, and move sure. on there, but we'll see. I don't think that they're eager enough to trade up. If anyone's eager enough, it would be New England maybe. Um, but 
still not too sure if Belichick and that crew would want to give up what they would need to to get to the fourth spot. So, right. So if Atlanta, uh, so if Denver, sorry, and uh, New England doesn't trade up, Atlanta's taking Kyle Pitts, and I think it's a, a great choice for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Clay, it was, it was nice having you on the podcast. Um, looking forward to meeting you again in fantasy. And thank you so much for joining us. Right. Thank you so much for having me. With the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase out of LSU. Whoa. I love it. Over Penny Sewell, huh? <laughs> yep. Yep. I, uh, I have Jamar Chase going to Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of speculation that the yeah. Bengals could go OL here and select either Sewell or maybe even Slater. Um, but they went out this offseason. They signed standout offensive tackle Riley Reef. He plans <laughs> to start at right tackle. Uh, they have already confirmed that returning lineman Johan jo- uh, jo- Williams yeah. We'll get the nod at left tackle. So what Cincinnati needs is an upgrade at guard, and that can be done in the later rounds as this draft is loaded with offensive talent. So I have them reuniting Chase with Joe Burrow. I love that. I love that. The only thing that's interesting to me about maybe Penny Sewell is I saw a photo that when they were releasing their new uniforms, and Joe Burrow's knee injury was pretty significant. And it was just like this huge scar. And that would be like the only indication that they would be like, mm, for a PR purpose, <laughs> we should probably try to protect Burrow. Other than that, I think Chase <laughs> is a great pick. And uh, I love it. Thank you so much. Well, let me ask you this, though. When's the last time yeah. the Bengals ever were able to be trusted to make the right pick? <laughs> <laughs> Which is another yeah. reason why they go Chase. <laughs> very true yeah i think they're yeah. gonna go with the highlight pick and get chase although they had that back in the day with Hootsman, Zada, is that his name pj yes uh, pj Zada. <laughs> and then um chad johnson so maybe a little double down um uh, well i love the you pick think, it was go ahead yeah the only other thing i was going to say to that is i think it's going to be hard you know burrow has a relationship with chase right and the last time these guys were yeah. together i think chase had something like over 80 receptions and almost 1800 yards, give or take, um, and 20 touchdowns. I'm pretty sure it was 20 touchdowns. And so I don't know when you pair him up with, with Higgins mixing a little Boyd, I think that that really helps that offense, uh, go to the next level in my opinion. So I, I couldn't agree anymore. I think it's a great pick and, um, it was nice chatting with you and thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. Be good. Yeah. And with the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Ah, He sucks. He beat the Buckeyes. Fair uh, reaction from the Cleveland fans. Yeah, I I, I think uh, the Cleveland fans will also be Buckeyes fans, so they will still have a have a uh, hurt buttocks from Devonte Smith kicking our ass. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Who wouldn't? 
he he destroyed us along with pretty much everyone else in college football last year. He was on fire, which is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, uh, I think he's a good fit, but but uh, I'm curious, why do you think he's a good fit? Why did you select Devonta Smith? So, uh, you know, aside from all the negative connotations about him being too short, too small of a player, um, he is an excellent route runner. So I think you throw him right there in the slot alongside Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, you're given two deep threats and somebody who can run rough for Tua. So I think that'll provide the perfect offensive setup for ourselves. Um, you know, and like I said, if if we could get an edge rusher, that'd be great too. But I think sitting at 18, we could probably grab one of those, no problem. Yeah, I think at this point in the draft, the, the strength as far as positions go is not with edge rusher. So at six, uh, you know, you, you kind of hope to get one later in the draft. I think wide receiver is is kind of where the strength is at this particular spot in the draft. So I, I, I love the fit, and uh, I think he's a great pick. I, I'm excited to see him paired up with Tua, and I think it'll really help Tua's development going forward. Yeah, I think it'll be great, given some uh, comfort to Tua, to have somebody he knows alongside him, especially. Um, yeah, because, you know, you can tell he lost a little bit of confidence at the end of the year, but also I think that kind of came with alternating quarterbacks and a bunch of uncertainty, but I think he's the guy, and I think they're finally building around him. You know, we talked about the Dolphins trading back and then trading up because they knew they could snag a solid wide receiver within the first 10 picks without question. So now they have some future first rounders and some great picks in future drafts. So it's going to yeah. be great. I think, uh, I think a uh, Dolphins fan are, are all saying thank you, Houston Texans for giving us this pick. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. You know, thank <laughs> really you Philadelphia it. as well. Yeah. But no, I, I love it. And I, uh, if that's the case on draft night and it plays out this way, we'll all know that you uh, called it first and uh, I'm excited to see it. Hope it works. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. All right. Thanks so much for coming on Reagan. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, Bob. All right. And with the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Detroit lions select Jalen Waddle. Wide receiver from Alabama. Are you booing? I can't tell if you're booing or cheering. I think (laughs) those Cleveland fans are not happy with all these Alabama players getting drafted. They're Ohio State fans. They know what happened in the national championship game. They don't love that. But well, Waddle didn't do much in the national championship game. He was he hobbled around out there. Yeah, you got to love that kind of spirit, huh? Yeah, actually, I do love the tenacity. I think it was a terrible business decision to go out there. But as far as the grittiness and the fight, it you got to respect it. I love that about him. Um, so a little bit about why I think Waddle is the choice for Detroit. First of all, I, I, if, if our, our ideal situation is Devontae Smith falling. Um, but Waddle's a great consolation prize. And it, it's kind of a, a necessity saying that we lost 
um, kept Kenny uh, Galladay, Marvin Jones, and all we really have as weapons is TJ Hawkinson and Quinton Cephas. So I think we're in a position where Waddle would make sense to fill in. A lot of people are saying he could be um, Tyreek Hill light. I think that's a little optimistic for the franchise, but a position where wide receiver is a need. And in today's NFL, a smaller, agile, light receiver, I think, makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I think I think his best quality is a, his ability to create separation. Like, he's, he's not yeah. just speed. He also, for his, you know, how fast he is, he actually is built kind of thick. He's not just a complete pushover. He's not a scrawny little guy like, uh, you know, John Ross, who was drafted around the same area. Mm-hmm. He was... He was almost pretty much just speed. I think yeah. I think Jalen Waddles, he's different. I, I've compared him more to Steve Smith because I think he actually is like kind that. of tougher. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think a lazy uh, comparison is Henry Ruggs. And I've heard some people do that. And, and they're completely different players who did play on the same team in Alabama. And they're both quick, but as you mentioned, uh, Waddles more agile and... Uh, sim- more similar to uh, a Steve Smith type player. Yeah, I think uh, I think Detroit clearly has a need at wide receiver, and I could see them doubling, maybe even tripling up in this draft. So Jalen Waddle, he's a Detroit Lion in this mock draft. Uh, Hoop, thanks for filling in. You know, it's been a lifelong dream to join. So thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. With the eighth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Carolina Panthers select Penny Sewell, offensive Yay! tackle out of Oregon. <laughs> I, I love it. Why? Why? Why Penny Sewell? Uh, Penny Sewell is is the best player still on the board. So if you're Carolina, you're not drafting a quarterback. You should draft the best player on the board that also has a clear path to the starting lineup and they need a left tackle. So it's perfect. He's in my opinion, one of the top three non quarterbacks in this draft. He's a blue chipper. He's one of the best tackle prospects we've seen in a while. I don't throw around generational talent very often, but Carolina is getting a generational talent. Wow. I only had three generational talents and he was not one of them, but it sounds like he's in your book. (laughs) No, I, I do really like Penisul. I'm getting hyped because uh, I think this would be a great pick for Carolina. But um, yeah, Penisul, if he fell to eight, I think there'd be some Cincinnati Bengals fans and even maybe Miami Dolphins fans that are a little upset. But yeah, yeah, I think it'd be awesome for Carolina. To protect Darnold and um, give him a fresh start with some amazing weapons. I, I think it's a, a good pick. And um, Bob, thank you so much for joining the uh, Across the Middle pod for the Carolina pick. It has been an amazing journey, and I made it. I made it. You made it. Tell your fam. I will. (laughs) Thanks. With the ninth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Trey Lance. Oh, man. If, If you guys can get him at nine without trading up, I think it would be so big especially now with the upgrade with Teddy Bridgewater coming in, you have a guy who went, what, 24-0 with his uh, touchdown to pick, you know, ratio, something like Mm -hmm. that last year. 
And then you got a guy like Bridgewater who kind of fits that same kind of pocket passer scheme that the Denver Broncos have been trying to run for the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> I think he can come in, he can come in and sit and he can let Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater fight it out. And he can watch, watch these guys play the NFL for a little while. I, I think if you guys are able to get him in nine without trading up, it would be a huge win. There's a lot of rumors right now about San Francisco possibly taking him in our mock. Uh, San Francisco took Justin Fields. So I think Justin Fields or Trey Lance would be incredible. And uh, as a Patriots fan, that would be a nightmare because the Broncos have always had our number. And uh, adding an elite quarterback uh, like one of those guys, I think, would be really good for you all. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. We'll see, we'll see how it all shakes out. Awesome. Um, well, aside from Lance, uh, is, are there, do, you, do you feel like there's any other position that you all could address? Like, I can't imagine you really targeting anything else but Lance. I'm not really sure. I was, look, I was looking at it, and I know that uh, our head coach, Vic Fangio, has a type of linebacker. Um, I know that he... He has been that way with a lot of the other um, uh, defenses that he was the uh, coordinator of. Yeah, but are you thinking I, like I Micah think, Parsons? Well, I know that he's got some he's got some you know off the field issues, but I know that Vic Fangio has a linebacker, and I know for sure that our two linebackers, neither of them are it. Um, so I think that I think that if you don't see them go quarterback, there's definitely a chance that they're going to go linebacker or cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, given the nature of having Ronald Darby, uh, who's injured every couple games, and um, you know we've had a we've had a hard time keeping our uh, our D backs clean for the last couple of years. So I think that adding depth, especially with nine overall, if you went Patrick Sertan or really any of those top three, I think that uh, that you would see that they would see playing time for sure this year. I think all those are good options, but Trey Lance sounds like by far and away. Um, the best option for you all if he doesn't go to San Francisco or Justin Fields um, I was kind of I, I kind of like Justin Fields if I'm being honest yeah I like him too I like him better than Trey Lance um, but, but hey, Trey, Trey Lance, Lance gets you guys how hard is it I mean how upset can you be with like you know 20 touchdowns to zero interceptions I mean <laughs> I, if you I mean if you could pull that if you could do you know half of that you're you're over 500 in the league so yeah Exactly. Well, it was nice to hear from you, and thank you so much for joining. Yeah, man. All right, we'll talk to you later. And with the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select... Patrick Sertain II, cornerback, Alabama. Oh, Oh, the boo birds are out. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, the America's favorite team. I think it has everything to do with the fact that, you know, he played for Alabama and everyone here is Cleveland Brown or uh, Ohio State Buckeyes fans. And they just are still upset with that national title game. Should have trade back. <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, I think it's the right pick. I think Dallas is secondary is one of the glaring weaknesses on the team. So I think corner is a position they should target. And uh, Patrick Sertain's the the best on most people's boards. But uh, why do you think it's a good fit, Steve? Um, 
I want us to trade back for the record. I've said that. Um, if for some reason the tackle, uh, I can't think of his name right now, Penny Soil drops, draft yeah. him. But I don't like to tackle a lot of uh, Northwestern. I think he's too small, and they're talking about playing him at guard. So I would like to trade back, but if no one's willing to give up the right price to move up, which I think we're everyone's going to be trying to get to under seven, I don't think Dallas will be that appealing. But I think Patrick Sertain is the best available player for what we desperately need at that position. Yeah, I I think so too. The way the way the draft played out, um, O line corner that that's really where you were looking at. That was where the strength of the draft is at ten. The way the draft fell, and Patrick Sertain is kind of the consensus number one corner. He's the safest, the highest floor, uh, NFL pedigree father was a uh, NFL star so he's got the right bloodlines if, if since Penny Swell is off the board I don't like Slater over Sertain yeah I think uh, Penny Sewell at 10 is is a a dream scenario yeah. and I, I don't think you should be holding your breath for that come Thursday night nope, <laughs> I will not be no but I think uh if I was a Dallas fan and this is how it played out, provided you can't trade back in our current uh, community mock draft situation, I, I, I would be happy. So good job. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Steve. I appreciate it and have a great one. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you Thursday night sports fan. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the New York giants select. Rashawn Slater, Northwestern, offensive tackle. The Giants selected Andrew Thomas a year ago. He proved to be more of a run-blocking tackle. They'll move him over to right tackle, and now we will have a left tackle for the future, being Rashawn Slater. Wow, I love it. Do, do you hope Penny Sewell falls, and that's like your, your dream tackle, or are you guys happy with Slater? I think I, I don't think there's a chance that Sewell falls, but I really yeah. like Slater's size. I think he's the kind of tackle that uh, Dave Gettleman and, of course, myself, executive vice president assistant, like. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I might even still take Slater, even if if, uh, if the other guy's there. I think Slater's I think Slater's the pick. He's a natural left tackle, and uh, if Daniel Jones is going to do anything, it's it's going to be while he's protected. Amazing. Uh, I uh, I like the pick for you all. Do you hope anyone else? Uh, falls or you guys feel like tackles the biggest priority um you know personally i hope aaron donald re-enters the draft from the Rams <laughs> 10 years later and uh that he falls to us and maybe even lawrence taylor if he's cleaned up his act but uh other than that i think this is the pick i think this is yeah the pick. i don't like the odds of that happening so I, i'd say slater's your guy <laughs> i would agree well, i would agree Thanks for joining in. It was great to have a, a nice Jet Giants fan on. I almost said Jets, Jets too. Anyone from New York, rather. Uh, but it was great to have you. Are there it. even Jets fans? Do Jets fans <laughs> even exist? But anyway, yeah. Good, good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck finding them. Um, good luck this season and go Pats. Yeah, go Giants. With the 12th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select. J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. Wow. Why Why a corner? Why do you feel like that was a position of need? Uh, I think there's plenty of holes for sure, but I think the corner makes the most sense. 
Um, I, yeah, and I like the value there. I don't know if Sertain will be available or not. So I think Horn's the, the best available corner there, and we could really use the help. I love it. I think uh, going corner in the first round in a, a deep corner draft is a, always a good idea. Uh, when you found out you were trading back, um, is that something that you were originally happy about or, or sad about? Uh, still kind of sad about it. Um, you know, I think every team wants, wants that exciting wide receiver or, you know, the, you know, the, in this draft that they want that big name player. And, and, you know, but I think if you're looking to build rebuilds in the future, I think you got to start at some of those positions that, that are kind of hard to come by sometimes. And I think that's important for us to go corner in that way. Yeah. And you mentioned Sertan uh, being a, a corner that you would like to target if he slides and in, in, in our mock, he went to Dallas at 10. Any other positions, uh, receiver like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, or even quarterback that you're hoping slide to 12? Uh, or, or are you really hoping J.C. Horn is, is the guy there? Uh, you know, I, I'd be thrilled um, with, with, with Horn there if that's the value. If Sertan's available, I think he's the best, best corner to take. Um, but if we're talking like, you know, Magic Christmas land here, uh, I really would. I mean, uh, who wouldn't want a Kyle Pitts on their team right now? Uh, that, that'd be that'd Ooh. be my dream pick. But I don't. I don't think he falls that far. Um, we're going to lose Ertz, so it's going to be that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. But I think um, you know, gaining a Pitts like guy would be would be a huge win. I you know, I've read some people think he's the best player in the draft. Um, I, yeah. I doubt he gets to us at twelve. But if he does, uh, you know, I'll be trying to call Howie Roseman myself. <laughs> well, you guys have always had good tight ends, and I think that would be an absolutely incredible landing spot um but jc horn's a good a good prize to have nonetheless um well thanks matt for joining it was uh great chatting with you and uh i still hate the eagles hey thanks for having me and uh and uh, it was a pleasure to watch super bowl a couple of years ago and, and watch uh you guys get beat by a backup quarterback that's great oh the worst all right we'll see ya all right, thanks. Thank you for having me. Bye. And with the 13th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select... Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. Woo! <laughs> the two Chargers fans in Cleveland are excited <laughs> about that one, boys. Uh, Christian Derisaw uh, for the Chargers. I think that is a perfect fit as far as what they could use in the first round i love it but uh yeah jim what do you think about uh christian darisol why do you think he's a good fit for the chargers i just i feel like they could put him right in at left tackle uh you know justin herbert needs some protection he was thrown from from the run a lot last season luckily uh we got to see a lot of them scrambling out of the pocket making some great throws but i think he can he can fill a big need for the chargers there yeah, I, I think so for sure. I think offensive line, to me, um, I think that's the position that you guys almost have to go in the first round. It's it's clearly a need. It's probably been a need for 10 to 15 years now. Your offensive line, you know, Philip Rivers, he'd probably love for them to draft an offensive tackle like that when he was there. But yeah, I, I love it. And I, I like him as a player, too. He's He's kind of got a mean streak to him. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, absolutely. I'm curious uh, if uh, some of the other tackles, where, where did you have Christian Darisol rated? Like if uh, specifically uh, Slater, if Slater fell to you, who would you have taken? Ooh, well, let's see. I, I probably would have gone with Slater for sure. Yeah. I, 
I feel I know Justin Herbert's kind of pushing for it. And if Chargers made a move, it would be awesome. But um, I know uh, Sewell would, that would be amazing. Uh, reuniting the two ducks again. But, um, you know, I, I feel that this is the pick given who is still left on the board. Yeah, I think if you're a Chargers fan, you're just rooting really for any one of those three players to fall to you guys. And it's a win on draft night, at least night one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but yeah, Christian Darisol, he's a Chargers now, folks, as of this uh, mock <laughs> draft. But thank you yeah, so much for coming first. on, Jim. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. All right, with the 14th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Left tackle. Woo! <laughs> Ooh, baby. Wide left tackle. Ooh, baby. Left tackle. Gets the crowd pumped. Got to protect cousins. We need linemen. <laughs> We're dying in the trenches. I don't care who we pick. I just want an offensive lineman. I love it. Elijah Bear Tucker off the board from USC. Hopefully, you can protect uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins. I agree. Awesome. And don't forget to go out and buy more Doge. <laughs> Doge, everybody. Thanks, Jordan. It was nice having Bob you. Got to put my plug in from a peeps. Mashibs. <laughs> See you, buddy. See ya. All right, with the 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select. Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. Ew. Ew. Why, Matt? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a guy who appreciates value, and when value falls, you, uh, you know, in any draft situation, you scoop that value up. Mac Jones is in a quarterback-heavy draft, in my estimation, either the third or fourth best quarterback in this class, probably leaning third. So wow. to get him at 15, and I'll preface this by saying I don't plan on him in real life being there at 15, but when I saw that happen on this draft, in this draft, I said I have to have to jump at it. And you think he's going to go third, don't you? So to talk about value, yep. getting him at 15 is a steal. Yeah, I think, you know, he's fallen um, sort of by the wayside a little bit because of the other options in front of him are all electric, right? We know what Lawrence is going to be. He's going to be fantastic. I think Fields is the mm -hmm. second best quarterback in this draft. So, you know, I think when you can get that guy at 15, I feel pretty confident that if they didn't trade back, which they always do, they would be making that pick and it'd be Mac for sure. What about trading up? Do you think that there's a possibility to do that at Fields slides? I do. I actually think so. I, I think reading tea leaves, I actually believe they've got an opportunity to slide up. And I think the spot is seven with the Lions. Uh -huh. I think if they can get to seven, um, then they're going to have a shot at Fields or, or Trey Lance, which would be real nice. Jumpstart that rebuild, that little mini rebuild. So, yeah, I do think they'll trade up. I know Bill generally likes to trade back, but I think this might be a draft where he sees enough value to trade up and get in there. I, I hope uh, field slides. I hope they trade up. If not, I think uh, this is not a bad situation to get Jones as a Pats fan. So I love the pick. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, we'll move on to the next pick. With the 16th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Ooh. Oh, yeah. He had... 
he's known as the top corner, but then there were some like injury concerns. Um, but I think talent wise, he's definitely the top quarterback. Why, yeah. Why'd you pick Caleb Farley? Well, we just lost our stud, Pat Pete, man. And so I think that we're getting, we're looking for some way to replace him. That would be a, that would be a nice way to do it here in the first round. I like that. Patrick is changing his number two to number seven again, like he did uh, in college, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, but is this is this a dream scenario for you having Caleb fall, or is there something else you're hoping the team does? Uh, I mean, I what what I would say is we keep our pick, we and hope for Devontae Smith or someone to drop to 16. But ultimately, mm-hmm. what might happen? Old Steve Kime, the owner, is looking at trading down, so away, and potentially getting rid of our 16 for a for a late first and a and a potential mid second. So. I see, uh, I've heard a lot about uh, a deep, deep draft in second, third round. And so I think that might be a good option for us. I love it. I think that's a great option too. I'm a huge fan of trading back, uh, accumulating more assets. So I think that's a a wise decision, especially if you're not able to get one of these top receivers like Waddle or Smith. Yeah. Um, But Caleb Farley is a good prize as well. Yeah. And we actually don't have a, a third or a fourth round pick this year. So I think that that would be a good way for us to, to beef that up. Wow. Well, Caleb Farley is off the board. Uh, Ben, I appreciate you joining and um, good luck this season. Thanks for having me, Chris. With the 17th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, Alabama. Roll Tide. The people in Cleveland are pissed yet again. <laughs> uh, people don't forget. No. <laughs> why Why Barmore? What are some things you like about him for Las Vegas? So actually, as just from a personal note, he's one of the players that I really hope falls to Cleveland. Um, but why, why I think he's a good fit for Vegas is I, I just think he is without a doubt the best defensive tackle in this draft class. He's, He's one of those defensive tackles that is good versus the run, but not great. But from the interior of the defensive line, he is hands down the best at getting to the quarterback, which I think is what uh, is the most important thing in today's NFL. So to get pressure from the inside, I mean, that's why Aaron Donald is an MVP candidate or a defensive MVP candidate every year. He, I'm not saying Christian Barmore is that guy, but he gets pressure from the interior mm, and he can be a difference that. maker from the inside. Las Vegas Raiders are getting a generational difference maker from the inside. No, I'm not ready to throw around that for Christian Barmore. I've actually heard uh classic John Gruden. Yeah. Gruden Gruden's going to love this guy. He's, he's got some <laughs> nastiness to him. He, uh, he showed up big time in uh, the college playoffs, both against Notre Dame and Ohio State. And Did you even he looked watch like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched both of them. Um, one <laughs> a lot more depressing than the other, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, he was a man amongst boys. So I, I think if you're Vegas, who's struggled to find talent in the draft and you uh, wind up with Christian Barmore, you are uh, fortunate. Well, sorry, Cleveland fans. Barmore is off the board, and he's going to Las Vegas. Bob, thanks again for joining. Yeah, it's it's good the second time. Not as good as the first, but... I've heard that. And with the 18th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select... 
running back out of Alabama, Najee Harris. Oh, man, the the fans in Cleveland are still upset about what he did to the Buckeyes. Oh, they they are they are not happy with that pick. But but honestly, that's probably means it's a great pick because he absolutely destroyed the fan favorite in Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeyes in the championship game. (laughs) It's understandable. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think that is a super exciting pick. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, the running back position is one that doesn't bring a lot of excitement currently, but, um, I could see them upgrading the position. And if you got somebody like Najee Harris, that would, that would instantly be, uh, one of the more exciting positions on the team. Why do, why do you think he's a good fit with Miami though? So we're, we're a little bit light on the running back position. Um, I look at him as like a very young um, Le'Veon Bell. When you look at his stats throughout the years, um, his receptions have quadrupled from his first year there. I mean, he went from a guy that was getting four catches a game to um, 48 catches a game. Uh, or sorry, a season, I guess I should say. Um so I like that aspect for him. He's not just a run it down the throat running back. Um, he's a man of many abilities. I think that's big for Miami. Um, they need someone that can run and catch the ball. Yeah, I think uh, I do think he's he's a man who wears many hats um, for for a bigger running back, which he is a bigger running back and he he can bring the hammer he's got some power he has uh surprisingly great ball skills when it comes to receiving his hands are great he has a he kind of you know has a knack for running routes out of out of the backfield not so much if he gets uh rotated out into a wide receiver position but as far as running routes from the running back position he's he is actually one of the best in this draft class for for his size he's freaky and I think Le'Veon Bell is actually a really good comparison because Le'Veon was a you know not one of the smaller shiftiest uh, running backs in the league but he he did catch a lot of passes I like that comparison yeah I think actually Najee Harris is a more physically gifted Le'Veon Bell almost which is kind of scary to think about Yeah, I mean, and not only that, he did put up almost 1,500 yards last season on the ground. Um, The guy can run. And like you said, six foot two, I think he's weighing about 230 pounds. I mean, he's he's no small running back. So I think overall for what Miami has right now, I think he would be a good fit. Um, Not taking anything away from Miles Gaskin um, is the number one running back there. But I think Najee can learn a lot from Gaskin. And obviously he's back with Tua. So, Yeah, actually, that's funny. The uh, Miami Dolphins is their second first-round draft pick. And with the first pick, they took uh, Devonta Smith. And now with the second pick, uh, they took another uh, Alabama Crimson Tide player. So Tua is just getting all his boys back together there in Miami. Um, so that's actually kind of funny. He, he should be feeling very comfortable as far as the personnel around him. (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the, all the O-linemen you took last year develop and that that could be uh, an offense that 
you know, could really be scary if they all develop the way, you know, they could. I agree. And I think our defense is finally there. I think now we got to focus a little bit more on the offense and uh, beef in the lineup a little bit. And I mean, the running back there is to be a potentially good blocker as well. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, I love it. I think it's a great pick. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, Mike. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem at all. And with the 19th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Washington football team select. Richard Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. Chirp, 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 chirp. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Crickets, crickets. To give, give down the biggest hug. This is the next uh, Keenan Allen. We talked about this last pod. I know, but he's he's not a big name, and uh, it's hard for teams without a mascot to show up to a draft live. So that's that's for another pod for sure. uh, (laughs) I have thoughts, but I think Rashard Bateman is is what incredible fit for Washington. If he can slide past Miami at eighteen, I think it's going to be a huge win for them. They have Terry McLaurin, who is one of the stud receivers young stud receivers in the NFL and Richard Bateman is a, a good number two to go alongside. And as mentioned before, he, he has similar traits to Keenan Allen. There's some, some weirdness with his weight and height, but I think overall he has the, um, the ability to, to get off the ball and um, break some press coverage, great route runner, good hands. Uh, not, not, not typically a yards after the catch type of receiver, but he's one of those guys that is a, a third down receiver who you can count on. Yeah, I like the fit in Washington a lot. I, I know, yeah. I know. As far as team needs go, there will probably be a lot of people saying Washington could and should go O line. But I actually think wide receiver opposite of uh, scary Terry McLaurin is the way to go. So if uh, if this is how the draft fell and. Uh, Bateman fell to them I think that would be a excellent draft pick and Washington should be coming away from day one extremely happy we are thrilled <laughs> we yes we are all right Hoob, thanks again for uh coming in in a pinch hey I'm always ready when you need me just call Across me in coach the middle with the 20th pick in the 2021 NFL draft the Chicago Bears select Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. That's the one. That's the guy. <laughs> why? Why? why I don't do like you it. Like off, you don't like it. I don't. Uh, I mean, look, it, it's no surprise that the Bears are complete wild cards when it comes to these drafts. So, as a fan trying to predict what they do at eight, let alone twenty, it's infuriating and, and a bit confusing. So. You have to look past some of the rumors that are out there today that they're going to trade up for a quarterback or they're going to trade up uh, for a guy they like even on the line side. And that just looks incredibly unlikely given that they just don't have the assets compared to the other teams that are in these rumors. So we have to realistically believe that they're going to stay at 20. And uh, at 20, the guy that they're going to need uh, is probably going to be Tevin Jenkins, considering they're going to focus on offensive tackle. Uh, It's well known that the line needs to get into a groove here if you were – Looking from the outside at the Bears, you can uh, 
you know, rely on the fact that the quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to throw. And you can rely on the fact that a lot of the success <laughs> that Montgomery has had has been largely due to the fact that they change schemes in terms of how they protect the run against the, or within the run scheme. Uh, but yeah. really those guys don't have a lot of time and there's not a, they just haven't hit a groove. So offensive tackle is certainly something that they need to focus on, but they need a guy who uh, not only is mean, they don't really have a, a, a known or established uh, nastiness on the line. Tevin Jenkins is literally the definition of a, a bad dude when it comes to an offensive tackle. Uh, but he can also play in pass protection in the West Coast scheme that uh, Nagy continues or insists to roll out with. So uh, he fits the mold for you know one of the pieces they need. And unfortunately, the prediction is that barring any surprises, uh, it's going to be a fairly boring draft for Bears fans. And they're going to have to live with a semi-well-protected Andy Dalton this year, unfortunately. As so much as we'd love to see. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so it's Friday morning. You wake up. It sounds like you're you're planning for the plan B or C in in Kevin Jenkins, but your ideal situation would be trading up for a quarterback. No, actually, I'm I'm of the mind that if the Bears traded up for a quarterback, uh, they would most likely have to give away all the remaining valuable assets they currently have. So mm. I, I don't see a lot of purpose for the Bears who you know, essentially have 1.5 wide receivers. They have a pretty good <laughs> running back. They have an offensive coach who they have two essentially offensive coaches who um, have yet to figure out the identity of this team. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to mortgage the future, such as the way they did when they gave away the farm for Cutler, um, which by the way, that trade was for far less than some of the things that they're looking to trade uh, just to get into like the top three picks these days. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So uh, the move was really to uh, be ambitious in free agency. There's still a couple of options that they have out there. Um, as you know, I, I love a couple guys that are just sitting there waiting for a shot at another team. Um, mm-hmm. Rhymes with Bardner Hinshu. Um, <laughs> however, yeah, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So the other, the other move that they realistically could look at is moving up, but to – um, you know, focus on spots away from the quarterback. Obviously, they would love a guy like Slater, and if he fell to that 10 to 12 range, there's a possibility that they have the pieces to move up for him. Uh, but I think, regardless, you're going to see movement on the uh, on the line side of things as opposed to the quarterback side of things. It's just a, a fantasy that uh, needs to go away. And uh, part of the problem is Ryan Pace doesn't seem to have a plan or trajectory for QB development, drafting, trading, or acquiring. So uh, at this point the only surprise that bears fans could achieve is a competent and uh, impressive draft at this point, which <laughs> hopes aren't very high for. Oh, well, you sound so optimistic. <laughs> uh, this, this is optimistic. This is the, uh, the, the, the happiest face you could put towards this, but um, yeah, I mean, it, until the Bears start to make moves that convince people that they know exactly what they're doing, what this identity is, and what the long and, you know, quite frankly, short-term plans are, uh, it's really hard to be optimistic about anything these guys are doing. So fingers crossed they show us something, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. We have no idea, yeah. and I think we've spent the larger part of a summer here uh, putting a lot of stock into rumors and hopes that uh, just never had a chance to materialize. So the realistic and responsible thing to do, I think, is – just to let it play out and, and see what they want to do with this thing. Incredible work. 
thank you so much for joining. Um, looking forward to checking with you on Friday morning. You sound like you're you got your bearings straight, as opposed to some of the other Chicago fans I know up there. Um, so appreciate your time and uh, good luck this upcoming season. All right, happy to join. Thanks. And with the 21st pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jalen Phillips, defensive end, Miami. Crickets, crickets. <laughs> Woo-hoo! One fan. I don't know how many Colts fans will be there in attendance in Cleveland, but I don't think the Cleveland fans have uh, have much gripe when it comes to the Colts. I think they like them. I don't know if the Colts. Well, it's fans not too travel. far away. They, there could it's be some not, people making the journey. The, I don't know if the Colts fans travel, uh, but no, I, I actually I do like the pick. I think the Colts uh, definitely could use an edge rusher, and Jalen Phillips has the highest ceiling, in my opinion, when it comes to edge rushers. But why do you think he's a good fit for the Colts? I just felt that uh, you know, watching him play last year, that. They could use a little help getting to the quarterback and sealing up the edge. Uh, is he, between that and getting somebody else to help out wider in the wide receiver position. But it uh, looks like all the uh, ones that we wanted were already taken. So it's time to go defensive end to secure that up. We're also tackling Derrick Henry twice a year. <laughs> and that is always a scary proposition. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. I, I think if the draft fell a little differently, Rashad Bateman might have been somebody slotted for the Colts. Um, and the Colts, the, the defensive philosophy they run, they, they like to tr- you know fall back in zone and they, they want just to rush with four. They want their front four to get pressure and their defensive end uh, currently leave a lot to be desired. So I think that's a position that they could desperately look to upgrade. So I, I definitely think that's one of the positions they like. And at 21, I think that might be where we start to see a run of edge rushers come off the board. And there's maybe five or so that are kind of in that first tier, but I, I like the pick. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, his, his injury, you know, his previous injuries with concussions concerned doesn't end up being something that derails his professional career. Are you worried at all about uh, his concussion history and the fact that he's already retired once from football? Uh, I am. I would say no, because he's, he, re- he retired and he got to sit back and really think about it. And now he's coming back. He's going to, he's going to get himself a bus pass. He's going to keep himself out of the car and uh, avoid those those big accidents, and hopefully he's going to be the one delivering all the pain instead of him getting crushed on a football field. So he's he's not a running back or a quarterback that's just sitting there getting hit after hit. He's more either delivering it and he's going to get hands to the face or this and that. But I don't think the concussion's a huge issue defensive. Maybe not the the career ending like huge concussion, but maybe smaller hits. They, you might you might get more of those, but I think you'll be all right. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think as far as the positions that are most most prone to concussions, he's not playing one. So you, you're probably in the in the clear. And I I appreciate your 
perspective uh, or your your insight that him sitting out a year of college football was a business decision to keep a little tread on the tires. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Uh, but no, well, I, I like the pick. I, I, I am interested to see what uh, the Colts do in the real draft. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it also, brother. Enjoy the pod. And with the 22nd pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Tennessee Titans select Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Here we go, Micah. Here we go. (laughs) We are thrilled in Tennessee. Let me tell you, this is a top five talent, and uh, we're going to get him at 22. We saw him early on. We wanted to trade up, but we didn't need to. So we are thrilled. This is the best case scenario for us in Tennessee. Mike Vrabel is doing backflips. There's kids pooping in the uh, the bathrooms with the door open. We're thrilled. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of a lot of people forgetting to wipe there in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will be will we will be hosting from home again, and there will be some mishaps. Uh, but one mishap that we won't make mistake is Micah Parsons going to our incredible team, Super Bowl baby. Yeah. I think Micah Parsons is a top five talent if you took away positional value. I think his skill at the linebacker position rivals a lot of other players' skills at their position. Unfortunately, he just plays the linebacker position, which doesn't have as much value as, you know, quarterback and every other position besides running back. Yeah, maybe running back. Maybe left guard. Left guard's center? right up there. Left guard. Center? No, a center. Micah Parsons is more valuable than a center. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, linebackers are the running backs of the defense. We just saw Najee Harris go. That's it. And uh, Tennessee's thrilled. Let me just say that. Yeah, I think they should be too. I can't believe Micah Parsons fell to 22. And if this happened, I would be pumped if I was a Tennessee Titans fan. So thanks for coming on, Hoof. Uh, you're, you're really starting me. to catch your catch your stride here. I'm feeling it. I'm ready for some more. Good. And with the 23rd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select. Running back out of Clemson, Travis Etienne. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, and the fans are going wild here in Cleveland. Oh, they love the pick. You got to love offensive weapon picks. They are exciting. Why did yeah, uh, you, why did you think Travis Etienne was a good fit for New York, though? You know, Bobby, I really I, – I think you got to look long-term here in a team that's uh, in the rebuilding process of its franchise. You, uh, you take the best player available, and uh, I don't really think anybody could dispute with – you know, the big profile names, Jamar Chase, uh, obviously a um, nice choice there in the early rounds of the draft. Uh, you got to you gotta take best player available. And I think the Jets did that here with uh, Travis Etienne. Could really uh, give them an offensive weapon, somebody for, uh, you know, the next several years to kind of unveil and see where he, uh, see where he could take them. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think... Uh... I think that that's actually a position they definitely could go uh, in the draft at that position, you know, their second first round pick. And I mean, having the luxury of two first round picks is 
is always nice. As a Browns fan, I, I kind of got used to it, but not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been before. <laughs> yeah, I've been there a time or two in the last decade. But I, I yeah. do think um, he's a nice weapon out of the passing game, too. He's I think there's there's really a top three running backs, and he's he's in that top tier, and he's the best, I think, weapon out of the backfield. I, I know a lot of people will think uh, Najee Harris is, but I, I, I think he is because – he has just got that first step burst that is different. So I, yeah, I do like that pick. I, I 100% agree. I've seen him make those plays out of the backfield, catching balls that have been in the air for 40, 50 yards downfield. And, you know, when you look at where the Jets are at, they've got Tevin Coleman. A lot of Jets fans are excited about him. And, um, you know, he obviously had a rough year last year in 2020. But, um, you know, to look at a player on a one-year deal, $2 million contract, I mean, that's not a – long-term solution that's not somebody that they're looking at as you know potential uh you know franchise taggable player i think with travis etn you have the future running back you know potential uh for the kid is is you know un, un, unannounced at this point nobody really um obviously could put a finger on what the kid could do in the nfl but uh as far as explosiveness playmaking ability i mean i don't think there's really anybody out there that uh, you could argue is uh, is really up there with ETN's. Uh, oh, certainly for the position. Play. Yeah, for big yeah. playability. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I think it was a slam dunk choice for the Jets at twenty three to still have him available and on the board is um, is is super beneficial for the Jets. Yeah, all of a sudden, uh, if you look at last year and then come to this year, the Jets actually have uh, some weapons. What yeah. It's a different. I, I, I it's a different Jets. Exactly. I I think for Jets fans, they're just looking for change of scenery in that uh in that in that offense. So you know anybody that is uh you know first round draft pick, you could plug and play in the New York Jets roster. I I, I think Jets fans are are excited and happy to have uh, position players like quarterback, wide receiver, and and running back. Uh, some new faces in the backfield and in the wide receiver core to go with Corey Davis and obviously the uh, acquisition of Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, if the draft uh, kind of played out this way where you get to quarterback at number two overall, and then, you know, a running back Travis Etienne at 23 overall, and then how you guys spent in free agency, uh, you know, you, the jets might actually be watchable next year. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you, <laughs> You want to you you want to build a team up, um, you know, kind of from ground level. And I think the you know the the way to really mix it up is to bring in some young talent at the skill position, um, you know, the skill position players to get some personality and some pizzazz, if you will, on the roster. Um, I, I don't think the Jets are are, are realistically competing this season for a Super Bowl contention. So um, I think to, you know, take best available players at every spot in the draft, I think is crucial for the Jets at this stage of rebuilding. I mean, we're talking about a 40 year deficit, (laughs) horrible, horrible draft pick after horrible, horrible draft pick. I feel your pain. Anthony back and, uh, Chad Pennington and you know the the list goes on and on of just 
blown draft picks that I think the Jets are at this point more or less looking at, you know, the the safest pick as far as not being able to kick themselves, you know, years down the road, like you said, with uh, you know, taking whoever the Jets take, it's almost notorious that they're career is shot from that point from that point moving forward to get the Sam Darnold treatment I think the Jets really need to look internally and say you know who would we typically take at this point in the draft and then go with the other guy so I think I think I think the obvious choice for the for the Jets at at the number 23 pick uh would be to take a defensive player cornerback that's kind of traditionally what the Jets have done and I think they need to think outside of the box and get, um, I keep saying it, but but best available player. I think that that is too many teams try to go with scheme and what they uh, what they need as far as, um, you know, their roster to, to fit what they have. But with injuries and COVID still lingering, I just, I think that the league has changed and you utilize so many different options in the backfield. So many different wide receivers are featured for, throughout the season that it's, you, you can't, you really can't have too many of any, of any position, you know, outside of kickers and punters. I really mean that. I think, you know, you look at even new, uh, new Orleans and what they did last season with Taysom Hill and Drew Brees and, you know, featuring two quarterbacks on a roster. It's like, you know, at this point, you know, with, like I said, COVID and everything else, I really think that the running back position, one of those positions, you can't have too many guys. So to have somebody out there competing with Tevin Coleman this season is is uh, is exciting. Yeah, I love it. Travis Etienne going to New yeah. York. Going I, to New I, York. I, I appreciate it, Joey. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Of course. And with the 24th pick in the 2001 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select the 6'5", 335-pound man named Jackson Carmen. <gasps> boo, boo, Steelers suck. <laughs> yeah, um, I do. I, you know, people people like to say that stuff, but it's it's cool. You know, I'm not I'm not very I'm not a very uh, uh, you know obnoxious Steelers fan, but you know anyway. But that's my pick. Is there such a thing as an unobnoxious Steelers fan? No, I'm just kidding. The uh, draft is actually going to be hosted live in Cleveland. So I expect whatever Pittsburgh does, there will be boos. Yes. The boo birds. There's going to be a lot of boos. No, I I love the pick. I do think. I do think Pittsburgh should go O line. So I think that's the right position. Why? Why did you go uh, Jackson Carmen? Yeah, I mean, honestly. Look at the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, if this guy can protect Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, did a lot of airing the ball out, you know, uh, like we saw over the years that he played there, um, you know, Big Ben last year, he was he was le- releasing the ball in like 2.4 seconds, 2.6 a lot of times. And that's just that's just too fast. He just he didn't have enough time in the pocket. We have no deep game right now, um, which is, you know, what really helped us back when, you know, with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith had a big year. Um, 
you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, we need to protect him. It's going to be his last year. He's, he's already fragile the way it is. Um, and he doesn't move as good as he used to. So, you know, let's go offensive line. We'll finish. We'll fix the run game later. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, best case scenario, he's a plug and play left tackle for you guys right out the gate. I, I think the pick's great. And, uh, you know, Ben, Big Ben's got a couple uh, last two raws maybe in him and uh, improving the O-line's the way to go. Keep him upright, keep him healthy. So I love the pick. Yeah. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. See, let's see how it really turns out in the draft, you know? For sure, for sure. It's only a couple days away now. All right. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Fire Truck, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Anytime, Bob. Thanks for having me. With the 25th pick in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of the University of Florida. Oh man, I went to FSU, so I already don't like the pick. But why they uh, why they select Tony? Well. You know, it, it's one of those things that has to go with the addition of the new uh, uh, head coach in Urban Meyer, uh, and it just seems like a good fit. Every time I watch him play, he just happened to get open on these short to intermediate routes, and granted, he had some help with Kyle Pitts being on the opposite side of him, but I really think uh, the Jaguars are going to go all in on the offense and give Trevor Lawrence who I'm assuming was taken at number one. Um, he sure was. He can have. Yeah, I think uh, Tony, to pair with Shark and Chenault, is a, it's a great uh, three-receiver set combination. Um, you, you picked Tony over Elijah Moore and Rondell Moore. Um, any particular reason for that, or you just like what Tony does more um, on the field? So had some conversations with my friends about uh, this particular pick and why I wanted Kadarius Tony. And uh, it's strictly because of Urban Meyer and his ability to uh, set up these type of players. You know, if you look at his history, um, you know, back with Florida and being able to use somebody like a Percy Harvin or Andre DeBose or um, mm. uh, Jeffrey Demps in the, that slot. You know, if we didn't have Urban Meyer, I would hate this pick here if we were to go Kadarius Tony. But I think with that system, it really makes sense. And uh, one other thing too, you know, we lost Keelan Cole to free agency this last, um, you know, this last season. And then also DD Westbrook is coming back from an AC, not ACL tear and Achilles tear. So mm. trying to find a, a, a shifty receiver to help uh, uh, cover the load with uh, LaVisca Chenault. I think this is a great pick for them at this spot. I can't argue that. I, I like it a lot. Um, I think it's a great three-receiver set, like I said, and, and Tony's uh, a yards-after-the-catch kind of guy. Um, Travis Etienne and Najee Harris went right before. Uh, any any hopes that they fall, or you you set on Tony? So uh, Etienne, it, it, it definitely triggers my curiosity on that. I think if we were to get him in the second round, um, that'd be a good value pick for us. You know, the, I think the problem is, is that when you look at the, the running backs that the Jacksonville Jaguars have now with James Robinson leaving, leading the pack as an undrafted uh, free agent, you know, why overreach for a running back? You know, that's mm -hmm. kind of my question on that. So uh, if we don't get those guys, that's, that's fine. I would not want them to reach for a running back in the first round though. I agree. I think it's a great way to think about building a team. Uh, well, I see. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you 
joining the pod and uh, love the pick for you all and best of luck this season. Yep. Anytime. Go Jags. <laughs> See ya. With the 26th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jeremiah Awusu Karamoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. We are in Cleveland are going crazy. If you're if you're hearing that right now, that is the sound of your speakers just absolutely thumping from this Cleveland fan base boom, going boom, nuts. Boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. they're all they're all becoming some golden domers right now. So what why uh, Jeremiah? What are some things that you like about him for Cleveland? This was one of those things as I was sitting here at pick 26, contemplating yeah. uh, my life and what I believe in football. I was like, sure. I, I should not draft a linebacker. I should not Don't draft a linebacker. Don't I should draft one of these other positions. Mm-hmm. But the way the draft kind of fell out, I thought Jeremiah Uzakaramo was better than – like he was, to me – vastly better than some of the other players at a position of need for the Browns. I thought about going wide out and that was maybe the closest consideration. I thought about uh, maybe safety and I thought about corner. Um, But this is actually one I can see realistically the way they attacked other positions in free agency. I could actually realistically see Cleveland go in the draft and it, it is a need. I think he's a lot like Isaiah Simmons, but Ooh, he actually plays closer, closer to the box, whereas Isaiah Simmons played kind of a roaming safety last year coming out of Clemson. Um, yeah. So maybe that makes his transition a little smoother, even if his ceiling's not quite as high, even though I do believe it is very high. Is he the most athletic linebacker in this class? I believe so. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think so. He's, yeah. he's to me, the most gifted in coverage. Okay. And, and I mean, Cleveland has been uh, struggling at linebacker the last couple of years. I think it's a great place to, to, to use some of your first-round assets and a guy who's a modern-day linebacker who can play three downs, coverage, really good tackler. Love the pick for you all. Any last minute thoughts on uh, this pick for you? If at worst, he's someone that can play in base formation and play spy against Lamar Jackson twice a year. Oh, there you go. A Lamar Jackson stopper. (laughs) Bob, thanks for joining. It was nice to have you here in Cleveland. Let's go brownies. Don't forget your coat. And with the 27th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select. Gregory Russo from the Miami Hurricane. Oh, the (laughs) Cleveland fans are not happy with anything that Baltimore did there. But, yeah. Oh, a couple more boos. Boo. Boo. Oh. Not cool. Not cool. (laughs) Baltimore Ravens selecting uh, the edge rusher out of Miami, Gregory Rousseau. I, I definitely think this is a, a position in need for Baltimore. Um, they lost some key edge rushers in free agency, so I could definitely see them going uh, that position. But why did you uh, choose Gregory Rousseau? Why did you think he was a good fit for Baltimore? Well, 
uh, first off is a position that needs to be improved on. So it's definitely a hole we had in the defense. Um, man, I mean, just starting off from his just raw physical ability, and that's mainly what what he's uh, made of right now is raw physical ability, 6'6", 260 pounds. He's got long reach. Um, he's a playmaker, and that's just something that Baltimore Ravens need right now. He he gets pressure on the on the quarterback, and his his arms are long enough to make the tackles that you know to stop the rush. So um, it's just we need a, a hole fixed, uh, plugged up, and I think he's going to be the one to do it. Yeah, I I think. Uh... If you would have told everyone two months ago, Gregory Rousseau will fall to Baltimore at pick 27, they'd say you're crazy. He was, he was mm-hmm. mocked by most people in the top 10. Um, now he sat out last year. And uh, so that yep. may have hurt him. I, I think if he would have came back this year and had the same production he had the year before, which was something like 16 sacks, uh, don't quote me on that, but it was something crazy like that. I mean, he could still be a top 10 pick. So yeah, Baltimore could be getting a steal. He's got he's got the body to develop into something really special, but yeah, it is to be determined. But uh, yeah, if I if Baltimore drafts him as a Browns fan, I will be rooting against him every step of the way. <laughs> well, I mean, you said it right. He he had a lot to show, you know, two years ago. Opted out last year, and I think a reason why some teams here in this official draft has passed up on him is possibly because of he makes all of his plays off of pure ability and not exactly technique and strategy or sometimes it you know he's not he looks like he doesn't have a plan but somehow makes a tackle and you a lot of people can't figure out why and how he does it but it's always because his pure ability and um you know hopefully with the ravens coaching and if you know, he accepts the raving football culture and how they how they operate in Baltimore and and how they instill the, you know, the teamwork and tenacity from Baltimore Ravens into him and coach him up. I think with what the Ravens have to work with, with this athlete, man, the sky's the limit. You know, he might be might be setting some records. We'll see. Yeah, you said it. Gregory Rousseau going to Baltimore, pick twenty seven. Well, thank you so much, Again, Chris, man. for coming on. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, real quick, I heard uh, Baltimore Ravens have another pick here in the first round, and I got some insider information that what I was hoping was going to be picked by the Baltimore Ravens isn't actually going down. So um, you're, you're, we got a little in bit of the, you're in the front office. You're in charge yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, stay you know, tuned, listeners. We're not exactly you got to wait. Page on this. Yeah. yeah, you got to wait. Stay tuned, listeners. That's coming up. Pick 31. But we'll, thanks again, Chris. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Bobby. And with the 28th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select. Terrace Marshall, wide receiver from LSU. All right. Woo-hoo. Get pumped, Cleveland. <laughs> That's right. They're like, oh, this was one of Joe Burrow's friends. Okay, cool. You, you bet he was. And uh, he was the third receiver, third best receiver, I should say, uh, in LSU with um, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in 2019. 
but he really showed out last season. And this is a guy with a pedigree that came from high school, the, the top receiver uh, coming out of high school, going to LSU. He had a lot of raw skills that you wouldn't have seen in the first couple of years, his freshman and sophomore season. Uh, but his junior year, he really started to show out. And he has all the tools. He's, he's, a, he's a bigger receiver. He's 6'3", 201 pounds. And I, I love his raw talent after watching several games of, of his. Uh, he's one of my favorite receivers in this class. He fits the build as a prototypical modern-day receiver. And I love the fit here for New Orleans, him learning some of those, those skills that uh, Michael Thomas has. Uh, I think it's going to be incredible for his personal development as well. Yeah, I, I like the fit for New Orleans, and I I might even like the player more than the fit. I I do mm. think he's he's cemented himself to me as a lock to be in the first round, in my opinion. I I really like him a lot. You um, bet I'm a lock. I'm here in the green room, baby. I, I didn't think I was going to go in day two. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually really like him. Uh, I watched... I just remember watching his tape and going, yeah, this guy's, this guy's better than most people are saying. I, I actually think he's right up there in terms of talent with Rashad Bateman. I put them on the same tier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, if Rashad Bateman fell, I think we would probably flip a coin and decide who, who we want between Marshall and Bateman. Um, but we're happy to get Marshall this late where I think he's a, a top 15 talent in this type of a draft. Yeah. I think, I think uh, New Orleans, uh, with their salary cap situation, they're going to have a lot of holes to fill, and they're picking late in each round, and they're going to struggle to fill those holes. So they, they, they should just take best player available and plan for the future. Do you agree? Couldn't agree anymore. That's why we took them. <laughs> best player on my board. Number one in our hearts, Marshall Jr., we love you. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Hoove. For stepping in anytime thanks bob with the 29th pick in the 2021 nfl draft the green bay packers select asante samuel jr cornerback florida state Woo! yeah baby great pick oh yeah go back go <laughs> I think that would be the reaction live in Cleveland anyway, but uh, no, I, I, uh, I like the pick a lot. Um, when I did my mock originally for the podcast, that was who I slotted for green Bay. I think they could really use a corner, but so obviously I'm, I'm a fan of the pick, but uh, yeah, Ryan, why do you think uh, Asante Samuel jr. Is a good fit for green Bay though? Well, Bob, you, you're uh, you're part genius like myself. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are screaming uh, wide receiver, maybe offensive lineman. But, uh, you know, Aaron, Aaron needs help on the other side of the ball. And uh, Kevin King's gone, and we need someone out there on the other side uh, to Zare Alexander. And I think Asante's uh, our man. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, I could definitely, you know, he's got the he's got the pedigree. He's got the NFL bloodline. His his father right. made it. Um, they're very similar in terms of uh, their body type and their skill set and how they approach the game. So I don't see why there's any 
reason to believe that he won't also, uh, you know, be that type of player in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, he's, he's not the biggest, uh, or he's not, you know, he's, he doesn't have a, you know, he's not a unique athletically skills or, you know, he's got that athleticism, but he's uh you know, he's a three-year veteran at Florida state and, He's done fairly well, and he's been a shutdown corner over there. So hopefully he transitions into the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, Florida State was uh, not great and hasn't been great uh, since Jimbo Fisher left. But uh, one of their bright spots was Asante Samuel Jr., and he he, he shined at the brightest over there the last couple seasons. <laughs> I, I, I really like the pick, and I like the fit in Green Bay. Um, if that's uh, the way the draft falls, I think Green Bay fans should be really happy about that. Let's hope so. <laughs> All right, Ryan. As long as we so don't much. pick, as long as long as we don't pick a quarterback, I'll be I'll be happy. <laughs> hey, you pick another quarterback and then lose in the conference championship game again. I mean, that's I, I mean, I know it's not a Super Bowl, but it's still a good year by uh, most teams' standards. I want, I want rings, Bob. <laughs> I, I know. I know. How can Aaron Rodgers only have one ring? Um, <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Uh, we'll see what they end up doing. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Long-time listener. <laughs> I appreciate it. With the 30th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select. Quiddy Pay, defensive end from the University of Michigan. Ooh. Why, why could he pay? What do you like about him um, for the Bills? So he only has one year as a starter, but he's looked really good. Um, yeah. You know, we need we need some some help on the defensive line. Uh, we need to get younger. I mean, we had Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, but um, you know they've been fine. But you know, we need to get a, a cornerstone guy that you know, we can get after guys like Patrick Mahomes, kind of like what happened in the AFC championship game. He's had no pressure at all. Got picked apart. Yeah. So I think a guy like, like Quiddy Pay, you know, might not step in right away and be super uh, effective, but I think he can definitely develop into a, a really nice piece off the edge. Awesome. And I, I love his upside. I think he's a great pick for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for joining and um, sure. go Patriots. Go Bills. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Yep, no problem. And with the 31st pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select. Trevon Morig, safety from TCU. Oh, the Cleveland fans do not care for anything that Baltimore was going to do there. Oh, the, the, the hated rivals. Baltimore. Oh. Yeah, Trayvon Morig. I I think uh, I actually do like the pick personally. I think he might have been the player that slid the furthest in this mock draft. Him and maybe Micah Parsons that happened earlier in the draft. But yeah, I, I like the pick. Um, I don't love that in this scenario he goes to Baltimore because I think he's a good player. But uh, Chuckers, why do you think he's a good fit for Baltimore? I think he's a good fit for Baltimore for several reasons. Uh, one, Baltimore really hasn't had a true free safety for several years. And Trevon can play sideline to sideline. He's a, he has quite the 
fast motor. Uh, he's incredibly talented. Um, and Baltimore has a history for drafting the best available talent, and he fits that uh, for this this uh, pick. Um, his personality, he plays like a raven. He really does. Uh, watching film on on him, and I think he's just a natural selection for the Ravens, and he does fit a, a position that, again, they just haven't really had a free safety for a while, and he can cover a lot of ground. So I think the 31st pick will be going to Trevon. I, I actually love the pick. If this is the way the draft actually shapes out, um, I think the Ravens would get a steal there because, in my opinion, he's hands down the best safety in this draft uh, class, and I, I – I kind of hate that he's going to Baltimore, but I'm happy for you. If it ended up playing out that way, I think he's a steal. So love the pick. Chuck, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Go Ravens. And with the 32nd pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select. Aziz Ojolari, edge rusher out of the University of Georgia. Woo! Yeah! Aziz <laughs> Ojolari. Yeah, he destroyed uh, the Cincinnati backup uh, tackle in his bowl game. He put on a clinic. I love the pick. I think he is a freak athlete at edge. I love it. Uh, why do you think uh, he's a good fit for Tampa Bay, Ben? Well, you know, coming off a Super Bowl victory, I think we have, you know, the luxury to, to take a, you know, just a really good player that's available. Um, we've got 22 starters coming back. So, you know, no immediate need. But I think, you know, adding Aziz to the lineup allows us to, you know, extend um, the life of some of our older defensive linemen and, uh, you know, just keep bringing consistent pressure play after play. Yeah, I like it. It keeps uh... – you know, you can you can add another edge rusher to the rotation, keeps everybody fresh so that come playoff time. You don't have to worry about, you know, people being gassed or, you know, there's less likelihood of some of the stars getting injured and that type of thing. I like it. <laughs> I think it's a great pick. Are you uh, are you uh, predicting a repeat for Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to do. They've got 22 starters coming back. Tom Brady, year older, but uh you know, probably just as good as ever. So I don't, I don't see how it ends any other way, especially with the, Tom, you know, addition of an additional pass rusher. Yeah. Tom Brady is, is the closest thing to a fine wine when it comes to football players. He is just getting better with age. <laughs> um, now I love the pick. Um, I think, I think that's a, a strength uh, in this draft class at this point in the draft. I think edge rusher at 32 is a spot Tampa Bay could get a steal and, if Aziz Ojolari falls to them, I think uh, most of the Bucks fans will should be pretty happy about that. So, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Ben. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Bob. All right, thanks, Ben. That concludes our community mock draft. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bob and I have a ton more thoughts on this, um, but unfortunately we have to go. So what we're going to do is do a recap after the actual draft. And we're excited to compare how the community did. 
against the real NFL draft. And I think if we're, we get six out of the 32 right, we're shooting pretty well. Um, so thank you so much for joining. Stay tuned for an episode next Monday, and uh, we'll see you then.